Fierce Fan Media. Oh, it is. It is when you get it illegally from someone else. Hey, yo. <laughs> no, I mean. Oh, wait, we're legal. recording now. Tell us more about your crimes. It's legal. <laughs> it's legal medicinally, and I'm medicinally yes. legal. I had to do the research because that's where I'm moving after Washington. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember this. I'm I'm hoping we can connect. I will I'm not sure. do illegal marijuana. You're <laughs> <laughs> not allowed to have that. She's Neither from California. It's legal here. I know. From it's California legal. to Washington. It's double legal. It's double legal, but not when you're double legal to illegal unless you get a m- medical. It cancels each other out, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I get a, a negative medical. and a negative is a positive. Yeah. I'm not. Oh. Is that what it is? Well, the marijuana that I was smoking last week was legal because it was from marijuana or <laughs> because it was from California. I'm not even drunk yet. I'm not even drunk yet. This is going to be a great time. Sorry, Jackie. I love you. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the weekly wind down. <laughs> it's the holiday. I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. Everybody's I'm Stacey, the new age old school mom. I'm Stacey, the political princess. I'm Erin, the geeky girl. I'm Julie, the not-so-lipstick lesbian, at your service. Oh, oh at your service. Oh, <laughs> right. Reporting for duty. <laughs> yeah, I'm <black> tire, ma'am. <laughs> You're welcome, ladies. You're welcome. Oh, man. <laughs> With the new uh, law changes down there in Arkansas, Julie's starting OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with a BBW, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what? Every jar has a lid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> tonight, I am drinking one of the wines Stacy got me for Christmas. It's called Politically Correct. Look at the nice. look at this. Ooh, that's that's cool. the one I was excited about. Oh. I know I was gonna drink it last week, but I waited for you. That is very oh, okay. seductive. Yeah, it's from um Michael David in Lodi, and it's Ooh, a red Michael blend. David. Um it's good. So far, it's it's good. Michael David for me is really hit or miss. I either really like their wines or I'm like, oh no, hard pass. But this one is this one's good. So I'm happy because I was like, oh, I I hope I like it because I like the um label so much <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's, it's it's a good wine good i'm only like three like, in, so I'm remember sure that hundred dollar bottle that we drank out of like solo cups the what the uh, hundred dollar bottle we drank out of solo cups sorry <laughs> oh, oh. do you know how many times i've done that to her like she just like, doesn't so. give me wine anymore you should see yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that bottle's like the next expensive like bottle after that so Drink it out of a glass. Nice. <laughs> oh, I'm <lying> glass. <laughs> um, I'm drinking Villa Vallecito Vineyards Chardonnay, which I picked up when we were in Murphy's a couple weeks ago. Um, and it's super good. Um, I am drinking hot chocolate with peppermint schnapps. Can I tell a funny little story about peppermint schnapps? Real Your quick? hair looks really good tonight, Stacey. Thank you. Thank you. I got it. It's amazing. I cut off like seven inches or eight. I don't remember how many. Did long. you donate it? Um, no, it wasn't here. Mm. Mm. Um, so peppermint schnapps always cracks me up. Cause one time 
I went out on a date with this guy that I worked with and he showed up and we were just going to go get food. And he showed up fully in a suit. And I was like, whoa, this is not what I was expecting. (laughs) He was not in the suit for me. He was in the suit because he got super, super high and went and saw Pineapple Express by himself in a suit. Nice. And I can't believe you're not still with this person. He sounds like he was was so high. And so we went to go get um, dinner and we went to my, um, we went to um, Uno where my friend's sister was bartender uh, or the manager. And so we like sat in the bar where she could hang out with us. And she came up to take our order and he said, I'll have a shot of your finest schnapps. And she was like, what? (laughs) Peppermint? We just decided that like peppermint was the finest of the schnapps. I mean, so I feel like it's superior. What happened with you two? That would have I been know, a fun guy. So weird that it didn't work out. <laughs> Especially since you're drinking peppermint schnapps now, I feel like you guys were really how much you had in common. Every yeah. time I had yeah. it, I think of him. Just me, my oh. hot chocolate, and my finest schnapps. Well, I mean, Aaron, you drinking <laughs> vodka? I am not. I'm well. I mean, kind of. I'm drinking a hybrid. At, uh, <laughs> oh, you're so. You're so green. I know, right? It's I'm drinking a high noon, <laughs> a watermelon high noon. Not a hybrid. Julia, me, what are you drinking? Not really bad. I'm, I drink what I always drink: my Tennessee whiskey, Red Bull. Tell us how your barbecue. I told you was. I lecture her too, Lex. It's not just you. It's what I drink on my birthday, Jesus' birthday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's what I drink. Okay. Any day that ends in Y. Yeah. It's it's what I like to drink. We Man, didn't I don't know how long Lex. it's been. She's drinking with us. You know, I don't know how long it's been since we had all five of us on here. It is going to be hard to corral all of you. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's drinking. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a great Merry time. Christmas, I'm very everyone. excited about it. Yes. Here, don't just jump in my... Okay, so... As we do every year, let's go ahead and uh, tear Christmas apart. Oh, uh, guys, always wait. Listen, did you guys watch that TikTok I sent you of fucking Jerry live streaming? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> That's one of my favorite TikToks I've ever seen. She's like, oh, thanks. Like, I really like your outfit. Thanks. <laughs> Needs the cloth over. You guys are ruining for me. Sorry. Let's let's try really hard not to talk over each other. Julie, ruin Christmas for me, just like you ruined Thanksgiving. Go ahead. Oh, (laughs) I feel like our Thanksgiving talk was amazing. It's just that you didn't remember us having it. No stones. No stones from my glass house. Not- <laughs> here's here's the thing. I'm not I'm not here to ruin Christmas. I because Christmas was celebrated long before the Christian Jesus supposedly entered the chat, right? Like Christmas in one form or another, whether or not you're talking about Yule or um Santerium or whatever, has been celebrated since the beginning of man, and mostly because of winter solstice. And winter solstice marks the shortest day of the year and a time when back in like the middle and dark ages, people couldn't get anything done. So a month of debauchery became the norm where people treated it just as like a a huge carnival where 
there was drunken shenanigans and festivals and it was just supposed to be a time of rest and joy and pleasantries. Let's bring that back. Right. So I'm not here to I'm not here to shit on Christmas. I'm here to shit on all of the religion that people try to hang on to Christmas. No, no, let's um, see the Anigans. I like yeah. it. So it, it lasted a month. It lasted from right before winter solstice all the way through January is when Yule was actually celebrated. And uh, when the Christians were marching through Europe, trying to take over, um, trying to kill off all the pagans as they spread the holy word of their God and savior, Jesus Christ, uh, uh, reason for peace and goodwill towards men, they slaughtered anyone who got in their way. But they picked up some customs and traditions along the way. And one of those things was pagan festivities that uh, were attached to Yule and the winter solstice. So long story short, a lot of the traditions we celebrate today were taken directly from the pagans or directly from Yule or uh, a whole menagerie of traditions that have spanned centuries. And Americans really modernized Christmas in the 1800s. So one of the ways that they they Christians tried to spread their word was by attaching Jesus's birthday of all things to Yule um, because people were already getting down. So they thought, why not get our big guy up there on top of the cake? Can you imagine Jesus popping out of a cake? That's what I wanted. Like, so now the whole idea that it's Jesus's birthday is the most insane thing. And Christians will lose their mind over it. Remember when they went to war with Starbucks over it? My right. my dad used to make us eat a cake that said "Happy Birthday Jesus" on it at Christmas time. Like in none <laughs> of this. Grandma too. That makes me uncomfy. You don't remember that? I probably just remember the cake. <laughs> <laughs> the far off look in your eyes is my favorite. Which is just... a cake right now. Yeah, Julie was like, "Yeah, cheers, Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> cheers, Jehovah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, I'm not here to shit on Christmas. I think people should celebrate winter solstice. I think they should celebrate this time of year. It is a good time of year that things kind of quiet down. Things get kind of cold. Like it's a good time of year to be festive and enjoy your friends and your family. Um, I'm here to shit on the people that try to drag the fun down with the religious nonsense. That's what I'm here to shit on. Anybody else have any feelings about it? I mean, it's kind of ridiculous that, like, everybody says, like, remember the reason for the season with, like, Jesus on there. And then, like, not even what started it. I agree with you. There's no actual birth date of Jesus in the Bible. I mean, it could be in one of the thousands of books that they, you know, control alt deleted prior to its original printing. But the very fact that he is, like, uh, I don't know, shepherding sheep in the dead of winter is just laughable that they tried to attach this date to his birth where did jackson where did all of this because people i think it's so sad that people make themselves go broke and increase their debt and do all these crazy things for presents and stuff where did that come in was that because it's jesus birthday so we have to give we have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on the tradition of gift giving gift giving actually started with the romans and in the month of like celebration and and about mid-December through mid-January, what the Romans did instead of gift-giving, though, they would allow the poorest people in the country to live in their houses and, like, boss them around. For a month, they were truly equal, like the rich and the poor will were. 
And they got to, the poor people got to eat their food, drink their wine, like live in their houses for a whole month. And so that was like the gift that they gave them for a year. And it kind of kept them at bay for the rest of the year, because it's like their version of the purge without the death yeah. and destruction. Uh, so th the whole concept of gift giving wasn't popularized until the mid to late 1800s after colonialism had kind of conquered America. And in order to make the celebration more fun, <laughs> Americans really brought the tradition up of, of gift giving. And we introduced St. Nick, which is actually a throwback to pagans and actually a throwback to the Romans uh, for St. Nikolai and then St. There was another one too, but he was like the patron saint of like helping children and, and like gift giving. And, but it was all centered around lifting up children. Um, and the so they came in and co-opted that and said yeah. that it was to be symbolic of the wise men or the magi mm -hmm. presenting gifts to the baby Jesus. Mm -hmm. So the whole Christian uh, Christmas thing is all bullshit. It just, it just is. Like even the Puritans, when they first settled here in America, the Puritans got rid of Christmas. They canceled Christmas for several years because it couldn't be identified in the Bible. And they finally brought it back because they all need fun in winter. Winter sucks, especially when you're living in like fucking tents with like oh, bear skin oh. to keep you warm. Like that shit sucks. <laughs> so they would get drunk for a month and wait out the cold essentially is what it is. So it just irks me that we have so many uh, religious people that hang on to this holiday that they have clearly never researched, never looked up, never delved any further into whatever drivel their priest or pastor was spewing out on Christmas Eve and are make the rest of us pay the price for it. Like celebrate winter solstice, celebrate Yule, celebrate this time of year. I'm all, I'm for it. But well, stop making us give into your blood. Like, if don't you want tell to me this, that's fine. Right. But I don't right. have to. Mine right. Don't tell me to keep the. Yeah. Don't tell me to keep the Christ in Christmas. Yeah. Get that fucking oh, bumper sticker fuck off your car. Somebody I hate that. Oh my god, people have that bumper sticker on their yeah. car all the time. Like, and you know what's so funny? It's so like capitalize Christ uh, every time. Right. They take well, like Katie is on the same brainwave that we are all on thank god and That's every funny. time i see that that bumper sticker which happens throughout the entire year here i will literally take a picture of it and send it to her every single time every time and she's like some people some people my i'm god. getting that bumper sticker that is fucking oh my god <laughs> i really like the whole stalking situation because that actually came from um Saint oh, Nick I thought you meant stalking. stalking, like stalking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like how I stalk you. Yes, I yeah. love that. Um, we're back in love. <laughs> so, I, so it's cool because that came from St. Nicholas dropping money into the drying, wet socks of poor people. You know, oh, what is it? Their socks that were, their poor people drying their socks by the fire. And St. Nicholas supposedly would drop money into their socks to try and, you know, a little gift around the holidays that's what that means yeah I now i get a, there's now a, I get a no stockings are a good thing yay totally your stockings they were meant to yeah they were meant all to. of the toothbrushes and the toothpastes and the underwears and everything that's how julie gets her underwear <laughs> <laughs> 
She doesn't wear when underwear. When Kai was little, that's true. Yeah, a visit from Saint Nicholas. It's a poem. When like, Kai was little, he used to put like they would put their boots outside, and Saint Nicholas would come and put like oranges and like trinkets in their boots outside. Yeah, that's tangerines. Are real yeah, that's yeah, tangerines, gold coins. Yeah. Hold on, wait, toothbrushes. So, toothbrushes. So came from was that the people that were working their asses off all day long would go up there to dry their socks by the fire in hopes that somebody would go drop a fucking piece of fruit in it? St. Nicholas. Yes. That is horrible. I mean, it's a tradition. Not to them. He delivered. He always delivered. It was the earliest form of DoorDash. If you believe, you shall receive. The earliest form of DoorDash. You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> dash. Yeah. That's what it was. No, so it's why it irritates no. me though when like we get people that come up into city council meetings and complaining about like it's not a holiday tree that you're lighting. It's called a Christmas tree. And it's like, no, actually it's a pagan tree. The pagan started that they had indoor trees that they would decorate and celebrate around. So actually it's not a price thing. I'm going to stand up for people that just want to do the Santa elf Rudolph Christmas tree thing. It's well, okay. Rudolph was originally started by a Montgomery ward. Totally. I, I just, love Montgomery like, ward. That was my favorite. Trying my to shove Jesus in with Santa. <laughs> totally to me, the whole Christmas tree situation that's Santa. This is why I, I hate doing podcasts with you guys around the holidays. Santa and the Easter Bunny sure. and the Tooth Fairy and all the non-religious, just fun holiday things. I want those. I'm not tied to things. They are all. I mean, you're the talking Molinator. about the, the Easter Bunny is tied to the beginning of spring. Totally. And, and the Tooth Fairy is actually an old like Celtic tradition where it was a fairy yeah. that would come and steal your bones. Yeah. Like yeah. they're all tied to actual. What? Yeah. That's why, that's why they wanted to rename him in, in the Santa Claus too, to, to mm-hmm. the Molinator or the Molinator. Roy. Rebrand. <laughs> this is what... Guys, it's every, every, my whole childhood is just ruined. I don't no, feel like we no, should be. The I want to be able to have a Christmas tree. <laughs> That is not a Christmas tree. Well, I'm genuinely not trying to ruin Christmas. I think Christmas is a fun holiday and that we should all celebrate it. And it's fun having time off work. It's fun going to the parties. It's fun celebrating like you know what it end is? of a year. But I think I think like you know, mom for everything that she is, she did make when we were younger Christmas like magical. Yeah, like but that's what she, moms went, do. she went freaking broke doing it. Yeah. But we woke up on Christmas morning and there was just like the whole living room was full of presents. And it's like this, of you know, cooking hot chocolate on the stove. It's like, but that had nothing to do with the religious part of it. It's like your family can make just that holiday, make you have a good feeling and have good memories. That's what I'm saying. That's, you know, we, we didn't have to go to church. We didn't do any of that stuff. It was just like being yes, around. Yes, we did. Well, in the beginning, but after mom moved to Brentwood, I, I never. Were you guys see? Were you guys see any Catholics yeah. Christmas and Easter? Yeah, same. Yeah, Christmas and Easter. When she was with dad, it was like that. But when she moved to Brentwood, it wasn't like that. 
you know? So it's just like a feeling of having the grandparents come over and like, you know, eating food and you got all these gifts and got your favorite CD. It's like, I think that it becomes kind of magical for a kid having no idea of like the base of like where it comes from. Cause I That's love what we're saying. And I know it's because mom made Christmas like great for us as kids. That's what we're saying. Christmas is yeah. magical and it should be. Yeah. Stop trying to tie it to Christianity. Can I ask a what question? So What's up with your elf? Did it return? No. Oh my God. He's still on the left side. Did he just leave Santa on red? He got shoot up. I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story because Jackie can't say it because she is, um, you know, she doesn't need any little ears to hear her. Um, but obviously, you know, Lincoln caught on to the uh, didn't want the little elf narc hanging around and telling Santa if he did anything bad. So he sent him <laughs> away. So Jackie spent probably more time than she should have on a very realistic looking letter from Santa to Lincoln explaining the whole thing and I was so good and he's so caring and what a good friend and do you want your elf to come back yes or no like check a box and I think Lincoln was into the note like thought it was very cool uninterested in responding <laughs> yeah I, no, I don't so blame cool. him very exciting do you want to respond and send it back to him nope I don't blame him I wouldn't want somebody watching me and narking on me either heck no that I think be. it was actually a diplomatic response because I don't think he wanted to tell him no but yeah, I don't think he wanted him here. Yeah. yeah. So he just ghosted him. So he just, <laughs> you know what? He decided <laughs> to move himself from this narrative. <laughs> yeah. Smart. Yep. Yeah. And still. So fucking happy because like, I, I would have never, young Aaron would have never not responded. I'd have been like, oh, I have to respond. And Lincoln's just like, gonna not respond like he's so much more mature than i ever i'm telling was. you the qualities in this kid are gonna serve him very well as an adult as long as i can get through them like having to endure them as his parent are very different that i'm like that's gonna serve you well as, as a grown-up to be like no these are my boundaries i don't i don't want that and like he, he, he was like critical thinking skills yeah but also yeah. could you use them not on the elf on a shelf <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said what are some of your guys's favorite uh yule traditions christmas what traditions like christmas. A yule log. what does that I mean i don't have a log christmas what traditions is... christmas traditions mm-hmm. christmas <laughs> you know that christmas. can we start with movies like does everybody have movies they like have to 100%. watch we yeah. have to read like yeah, what is yeah. but like? let's make a deal that we're not gonna um run down a summary of the movie like oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. okay oh Absolutely. so just the name not what it's about please my, okay yeah my my it's absolutely every year uh grumpy old men you i movie? love that movie yeah What's up? is that like a christmas movie and it well, takes place in the snow yeah there, okay there you Grumpy Old Men and Sleepless in Seattle are my two. There's no way I'm not watching those two movies. All right. Okay. That's I think so every, interesting to me. Every year I watch, of course, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. 
One hundred percent. I've been quoting it this whole time. Every time you said Yule, yeah. I'm like Yule. Is that what check a log? Like yeah. I don't have a log. Not in the sense that you think I have a log. I don't have a log. You have a log. Is that? Um, the other ones yeah. are Four Christmases, Christmas with the Cranks, and Bad Moms Christmas, and usually Home Alone. Bad Moms is. I do love Bad Moms Christmas. <laughs> That's the one I drink wine and wrap a lot of presents too. Like that, I have that one in the background for wrapping presents. Bad that's mom, a- good. Yeah, that's a goodie. I've got ah. like oh, so many. Uh, oh. It's funny because Jeremy posted about watching it today. Meet me in St. Louis is like top of my Love list. It. I watch it every every year. White Christmas. Yes. Um. Usually, at least part of a Christmas story. Yeah. Sometimes exactly. during the year. Family stone. <laughs> They can just play in the background at yeah. any Christmas gathering. Right. Yeah, like, 100%. Yeah. But then yeah. also, so those are the ones I want to like sit down and watch. And then I will also just, or just like have on, but um, also just like any shitty Netflix, Hulu, the Hallmark, whatever. I watch. But Did then you I watch Friends and Family Christmas yet? No, not yet. Oh my I God, really it's liked, so good. Uh, Built Biltmore Christmas or Christmas at the Biltmore or whatever that was um, on Hallmark. And it had the chick from One Tree Hill. I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, but then I always will reread Pride and Prejudice at some time between now and like the end of January. I just okay. heard that and the home new, for the holidays. The oh. new <laughs> Melissa McCarthy genie movie is a Christmas movie. I just heard that on the radio. So I need to watch it. I need to watch it too. And I haven't yet. So my Christmas movies are <laughs> Die Hard One and Two, Home Alone One and Two, Home Alone. Uh, is good. The Holiday, Kate Winslet. Holiday. Good too. Love the Holiday. Um, and then I always watch, <laughs> uh, Peanuts, Charlie Brown Christmas. I always watch Mickey's Christmas Carol. I always watch. Jesus Christ, Aaron. Emmett Otters. I was going to ask that weird <laughs> one. Jug Christmas. Yes, Emmett, Otter, Emmett Otters, Jug Bang Christmas, and Muppets Christmas Carol. Those are all of my, like, have tos. Oh, and Miracle on 34th Street, and It's a Wonderful Life, which I haven't watched yet because I typically watch, the uh, like, Christmas Eve, Eve, and Christmas Eve. Can I've we never even seen that one. Fucking sad. My, which one? You which said- one? <gasps> Okay, first of all, Miracle on 34th Street, like the old one is fantastic. I love the old one so much. And it's just like, it just gives me so many like feels about life. Miracle on, I'm sorry, It's a Wonderful Life really reminds me of my mom. Like, hands down, like coming back from like Christmas Eve celebration to like our house and like my mom and my grandmother, like, because my grandma lived with us, like we'd always watch. It's a Wonderful Life. And like every time I watch it, I am reminded of so many just like amazing memories that I need to hold on to. Like for me to like remember that Christmas is is a good time, is a happy time. So I just love them. I love them so much. I'm sure I have like a million more actually holiday movies. (gasps) The Family Stone. Yes, I love The Family Stone. Oh, yes. Oh, it's yeah. so you know awkward. 
I love it so much. Oh my God. And, and I have to say this love actually sort of over it. I got to say, I'm sort of over it. Like okay, the only reason I still watch it is for Emma Thompson. 100%, 100%. And you know what? Fuck. What's his face? Fucking Snape for like, yeah. oh God, fuck him, My- man. Got into a also, car rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Yeah. Nobody- also, no, go, Julie. We can hear you. My, <laughs> My friend got in a car accident and got rear-ended by by Emma Thompson, and she said she is so <laughs> fucking nice. That yeah, she like, got out of her car and came over and was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And was like, like super, English was, accent. you could totally picture her being like the nicest person ever. Absolutely. But she said she was like so overly apologetic and super nice and ended up getting uh, obviously her car fixed or whatever. But she said she was so sweet and such like a genuine person in real life. Even after something bad happened, I've I've been a fan ever since because that was like six years ago, and th- she th- she said she was like the nicest person ever, even if it wasn't her. She said she was the nicest person ever to like come in contact. Which you could totally see that, like right. how cool she is. is. For sure, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Jackie, um, what do you watch? Whatever wife makes her. The the number of Christmas movies that my wife watches is extraordinary. Um, My favorite, though, like, I like a lot of the ones you guys mentioned. I'm not a fan of The Christmas Story only because it was on for 24 hours a day in the Navy, like, for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and it was fucking painful. Um, But my favorite's The Family Man. (gasps) I forgot about that one. That is great. All right, all right, all right. Julie, the I reason like no that. one can hear you is because every time you try to talk, your voice completely cuts out. Why? I don't know. And you can't hear you until like four seconds into you talking. So maybe you need to get your headphones on. Get your life together. I think it's because I'm on my phone that couldn't find my laptop. So I need to log on with the iPad. Anyway, The Family Man, I think, is the best one. Uh, there's some that are like, we have a rating system after we watch a movie, um, you know, one to five, just like anyone else. But we have a different rating system oh, for Christmas night. movies. Like a Christmas movie five is not a regular movie five. Agreed. One hundred agreed. Right. Yeah. It's like one of those. If it comes back on Netflix again next year, will we rewatch it? That's like a five. Yeah. Okay. And you know what has recircled on my list? The holiday. Love it. Strong contender. Yeah. Okay, also, single okay. all the way. Okay. We, let's move way. on to a different tradition um, before we just name every Christmas movie that's ever been made. Oh, that's not what we're doing, huh? My <laughs> I, was, is I was ready. <laughs> oh, I was ready. Um, what's the next tradition? Well, I, my mom used to make fudge. Ah, uh, love fudge. I don't make it, but my mom used to make fudge, and that was always eating the fudge was fun for me did you guys like for your fudge did you have to like stir it like forever yeah because my mom made fudge too and it was called stir your hand off fudge like that's literally what she wrote it as and we had to stir it for like hours it was like so when you started stirring it was shiny and you had to stir it until it was dull like so it was like 
Yeah. You literally stirred it until your fucking arm fell off. Stir your arm. I off. also feel like it was very important for my mom and my aunt, like wrapping gifts or making fudge or whatever. All of that had to be accompanied by getting like a little drunk and listening to Rod Stewart very loudly. Oh, sounds like a great time. I think our mothers had like weird taste in music because I some music like at this point in my life I find very nostalgic and the only reason is because I realize now my mother listened to the saddest music ever written when right. I was a child like was your absolutely. Mom Rod Stewart listener Rod Stewart Hart yeah um, oh. oh my god Mary uh, Phillips oh. oh yeah who's the guy who's the guy who's the guy with the hair Kenny G Kenny no. G no the other guy Michael Bolton Michael, oh, Bolton. My, Michael Bolton. Uh, Michael okay, Bolton. Okay. The like, hard on women in the 80s and 90s had for Michael Bolton. He had a chokehold on them. Okay. Yes. I think he was attractive then when he came back like a decade ago and did um his, his the song with his the Island. Yeah. Oh. And he had his hair all shaved. Yeah. Like, definitely much like, better. Shit, do I want to fuck Michael Bolton a little bit? No, you don't. God. Yeah. Standards. Yeah. Let's let's not. No, no, no. But but the music though, right? Like the music that we grew Meatloaf. up with, right? I feel like my parents listened to Meatloaf. Oh my God, my mom was a huge Celine Dion fan. So like Celine Dion Christmas album is very much a part of my past. Like very much. Okay, for like, me, the Beach Boys Christmas. <laughs> I love that. That makes me I can happy. think, I know every word on that probably cassette tape. Okay, now that I'm older, I actually enjoy the Beach Boys more than I did as a child. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys heard of the um the whole cuffing phenomenon that happens this time of year? Yeah. Like where you try to like get together with somebody. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. sorry, I couldn't hear Aaron. What? No, I was just saying like where you you try to like intentionally get into a relationship so you don't have to do all this stuff by yourself. That yeah. That phenomenon. Yes. Yes. I think, I think um, our favorite traditions are, I know Kai's for sure is our Christmas baskets. So we make all these baskets where everything in the basket has to be homemade. So for like the whole month of December, we're making soap and candles and jelly. And then like the last couple of days, it's like baked goods. And then we give out these baskets to like all of our neighbors and Kai's coworkers and stuff. So I know that's Kai's favorite. I think mine is. Um, probably we do a trash pickup Christmas Eve, um, a mile of the street, like, and it's so much fun. I know it sounds boring, but my kids are just goofballs and like, they make it fun because like they count like Taco Bell cups and they count like, you know, like, oh, this guy must have a really rough, like drive home because they find like the little sh airplane shot glasses or the airplane shots empty and they'll find like seven like Hennessy ones on this one stretch of road. And so they always like make up who is like drinking Hennessy and throwing it out the window at like 6am on his like <laughs> drive to work. And so, like, <sighs> and there's always like the three weirdest things that we find like a lampshade or one shoe, or we found like a, a video game from like the eighties one time, like just the weirdest, most random shit that we find on this trash pickup. So I feel like my kids make it really fun. Um, so I think those are like my two favorite traditions that we do that are like out, outside the box not just you know like 
wrapping all the presents and having the stockings. And I put the same things. Like Kai always gets a new razor. The girls always get those nasty orange chocolate. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, where you yeah, crack it break on the it? table. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, they're so My gross. Like, I kids like them. That's the one thing that like being alone, I miss getting a stocking. <gasps> yeah, I haven't gotten a stocking you one. in oh, like so bad. 15 years. And I oh, like genuinely yeah, like miss getting a stocking. Can we talk a second about, <clears throat> I didn't realize this was such a thing. And maybe my dad didn't do it when I was younger and I just don't remember. But since TikTok, the number of men that don't fill their wives' stockings and oh. like, oh, oh my, my God, God, you're one of them. Okay. So I was asking these women at work and they're all like, yeah, my husband doesn't put anything in my stocking. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, I, I can't, I, I, and I don't even know how, like not even being a guy thing, but like, I just don't know how you would see someone stocking there every year and not feel obligated to put something. Yeah. Like, why do you, what do you, especially when that person is filling your stocking. Right. Common courtesy would dictate that you would fill the stocking. Like, I, I, I'm just, I didn't know this was such a a thing until TikTok. I never thought to ask any of my straight friends, like, does your husband fill your stocking? And not like a dirty way, but like, does he actually like put gifts in your stocking? <laughs> I think I... the first couple of years I was married, my mom gave Kai a few things to put in my stocking as like, a, I pick these up. I'm used to filling her stocking. So here's some things. And then it stopped for a really, really long time. And I didn't get anything in my stocking. And then the last like three or four years, he'll put like two or three things in there because I pointed it out. And I don't even know if it was me that pointed it out or if he saw it like on social media because it became a thing of like, are you filling your wife's stocking? And so now I get like a couple candies in it um, now. So now he's, he's actually noticed now. But yeah, for a long time, I didn't get anything in my stocking. So the first like Christmas that I had with Gail and maybe with, with my ex Natalie, I may have not put anything in there in her stack. I don't even remember to be honest, but with Gail, I put like dumb stuff in it. Like I put like, cause she's always like dancing around and singing. So I put one of those like fake microphones in it where you sing and it sounds like it's like working. So I put like one of those in it. And I think I put like some candies and like, maybe like, I don't know, some funky socks because she always has socks on. So I'm like, I put dumb stuff in it. And I'll never forget her face when she opened it. And I, she was like, I was like, I don't think I did that right. So now I put really good stuff in her stocking. Like I always put, she's not listening. She's not. <laughs> um, I always put earrings like that. Always, I put like six or seven pair of earrings in there because she just loves earrings so much. So I put earrings in there. I put like fucking Tic Tacs and lip, like chapsticks. She loves the mint chapsticks. I bought like a whole case of the mint chapsticks. Like I fucking filled that stocking. But Bomba socks, Bombas, bitches. Like this is Damn. this stocking is is a good stocking. That one. This is a, this is a high class. I don't class think it has to be like. I don't think it has to be anything crazy. I just, people like having, it. if you were sitting there with your family and you were the only one not having a stocking, I think that right. would be a terrible feeling. Right. 
podcast. I think I just felt like I'm Santa Claus. And I think it's just always been that way because I buy all the presents for the girls. I wrap them all. Kai doesn't even know what's under the tree 90% of the time. And I get all their stuff for their stockings and I fill their stockings. And he doesn't know what's in their stockings either. So I feel like it was when everybody was opening their stockings, I was never sad about it. Like I noticed it, but it was never like my heart is broken because I just felt like I'm Santa. I'm putting on Christmas. And, you know, when you host a party, you don't get a goodie bag. You know what I mean? And I feel like that was just what it was. I don't know. I feel like. (laughs) Have you ever seen the like SNL sketch? with Kristen Wiig when she was hosting, I think. And they're like singing, but everybody's opening their gifts. And she's like, and I got this robe. And then they like going <laughs> and it's like more and more gifts. And she's like, here's my robe. And then they're like, <laughs> your stockings and hers is empty. Like, here's my gifts, whatever. And they're for the dog. And she's like, this robe was on sale. <laughs> that's, that's very accurate. Yeah, Christmas like you got one at gift. My house. It was, I feel like that's how it was for my mom. Like she would get like probably one gift after doing all the shopping, all of the wrapping. It was probably something like a robe or slippers or like an appliance. Ah, yep. And then like, (laughs) yeah, nothing. She would buy her own stuff. Like she would buy her own things for her stocking. But yeah. Honestly, you know what saved it? What saved it all these years? that I've been an adult is my mom and Jack's always get me such thoughtful ass birthday and Aww. Christmas presents uh-huh. that I don't, I still feel like special and like I got a good present on those two days because of them. And that's really like, that's You're my time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> playing, playing devil's advocate here. You better buy some stocking stuffers, Julie. That's not my fucking job. I make the money for everybody else's stocking stuffers. Get out of here with you. Better figure it out. No, get out of here. Sorry, no. You're gonna. I was saying, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here for a second. (laughs) I don't think you should do that. No. (laughs) Also, I think. Listen, whatever works, here's the thing about those TikTok videos and stuff and like the women were t- I, I was talking to at work. If it works for your family, it works for your family. I, I'm not going to sit here and be in judgment of people's like marriages and relationships and stuff. I think what made me sad for them was they were clearly bothered by it. It wasn't right. like a, like Stacy saying, well, I just felt like Santa, so it wasn't a big deal to me. That's fine. But when women are like, I was disappointed year after year after year. That makes me sad for them. Number one, that they didn't just say something to their significant other. And I'm sure they held on to that resentment for years and years. Like if it really bothers you, say something. And number two, to every year kind of think like, oh, this year is going to be different and it's not for them. And like, like I was talking to this one woman I work with and she's like, no, for 30 years, he's never put anything in my stocking. And last year I broke down and started crying because it was just the two of us, both their kids had finally moved out of the house and she realized how much that made her sad. That's so sad. Yeah. That's very sad. So now she's like, I'm really hoping that he puts something in my stocking this year. And I'm like, okay, well, like what would be good enough, like in your head to make up for those, like, like if he put something in your stocking this year, what would it have to be for you to be like, okay, I'm, I'm over it. 
And she was like, honestly, there's nothing he should put in my stocking that would make that would me feel hurt. She was like, but I just want to know that he's casually thinking about me because stockings are supposed to be like little tiny gifts. I want him to be in a store and see a pair of socks, even if they're like fluffy and silly and think like, oh, she would like these and stick them yeah. in there. Or, oh, I know this is the face wash she uses. I'm sticking that in there. Like yeah. she doesn't want diamond earrings. She wants to know that he knows her and thinks about her when it's That's not like it I is. have to go get my wife a Christmas present. Is she not knowing, is he not knowing her and thinking about her every single day he goes to work and well, Listen, you're projecting provides- your own shit on here. I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying. She works yeah. too. Oh, well, that's Moral different. of the story is you better fucking have something for Kennedy. Something stocking. I always do. I would get, I would get really in a lot of trouble if I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I man. always do. Like most but things, like, it, like most things, it's the thought of it. It doesn't have to be the money behind it. It doesn't have to be the thought of it. It's knowing yeah. that it's to show that you know the person. Right. Even that's if you it. got everything from the Dollar Tree. Yep. Just so, like, also, I the time. The Dollar Tree. It's oh, yeah. also a little bit awkward when you have really little kids and oh, everybody's yeah. op- opening their stockings and there's nothing in mom. It doesn't and make any it's like, oh, Mom, were you naughty? It doesn't fit the narrative. <laughs> right. Mom, that's true. That is, that is, that's sad. Yeah. That's I remember true. when so I, I was a kid and my mom would open her <laughs> stocking, my stepdad would always put something nice in her stocking. Like there was always like a bracelet or a pair of earrings, like something in like a literal box. Like me, I'm like, I went to Francesca's and got Gail like six pair of earrings because they were $6 a piece. Like I wasn't buying her like diamond earrings, but like, like I bought her cause she loves earrings. So I'm like, ah, oh, I'll buy her these. Like I, I think my stepdad went out of his way to put something super nice in her stocking. Like just one thing. So like but she I- pulled out like, a diamond tennis bracelet one year and we're I was like whoa like you know what I mean like I think that then that's what she loved but that meant she didn't need anything else in her stocking but I also think that sets a precedent like I don't think stockings have to be that I don't think they have to be this these extravagant like I think stockings can very easily be thoughtful and proof that you know and are paying attention Oh, absolutely. Like, my most stocking to me was a toothbrush, toothpaste, and, like, some candy. It was never extravagant. But Skip's Skip's way of just being, like, one fell swoop, because I wasn't putting shit in her stocking as a kid. His one fell swoop was, I'll put, like, a fucking $1,000 tennis bracelet in there. Fuck that. Yeah, you know, he was like, yeah, I got it. You know, I'm sure he was just, you know, like, one and done kind of guy. But I loved him. What a great guy. I wonder how many moms... Like, for me, like, when the girls got a little bit older, when they were, like, three and six, and, like, would, like, actually notice, and I was scared they would notice, I would put a handful of candy in my own stocking, and I don't know if that's more sad (laughs) than it being empty. It is. It is more sad. My My mom was like, oh, I'll buy that for me. Even my friend Jessica, we went out shopping last weekend. And she was like, oh, these are cute. I'll put them in my stocking. I was like, good for you, single lady. Yeah. How do you guys feel you know, about stuff her own? You know what? Sometimes our as single girls have to stuff our own stockings. You know what I mean? <laughs> more than one level. How, how do you feel about <laughs> making lists for your significant other for gifts? 
it kind of sucks because I, he doesn't what? he doesn't really stray from the list at all. So it's like if I put like three things on the list, those are the three things I'm getting and he doesn't have to think about it. So it kind of it's a little bit disappointing because there's no thought from him. But at the same time, at least I'm getting what I wanted. Sure. So it, it's pros and cons. Yeah. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm genuinely asking. Like I don't know. I get irritated. I think it depends on like, the couple. Depends on all of the other things. Like I don't. I don't know. Like I get irritated. Like if I tell Kennedy, like we are, me and you were not exchanging gifts this year. We have so many other gifts to buy. Like I do not want to exchange gifts this year. And then she gets me something that I always like. It you know, it's always something that I wouldn't have bought for myself. Like the new dunks or whatever and I appreciate it and I like it but it also kind of pisses me off because I'm like we agreed to not do that so I think it goes both ways like Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I'm not trying to start a fight I was genuinely curious how people look I like the idea of a list for stuff like that especially if you're going to spend like a significant amount of money because I think it's hey I think it's helpful like I I don't think having to use a list means that you don't know what that person likes. I know for me, and we've had this conversation before about how it's really hard to shop for adults who just buy themselves what they want all the time. Exactly. It's hard. And so suggestions, especially for a significant other who might not know. Look, I know for me, I'm very specific in certain things. Like if it's this, I wear this size, but if it's this other thing, I wear this size. And then these shoes, I wear this size, but this other shoe, I wear this size. So giving some like parameters. Oh my God, yes. With those things, I yes. think it's nice because I might wear a completely different size Croc than I do Ugg, than I do Nike, than I do, you know what I mean? I think it's just- well, Nike runs totally different than yeah. Under Armour. Yeah. But I think it's yes. also like a huge part of gift giving for me at least is to watch Kai for the couple months leading up to his birthday and Christmas and see what he talks about is cool right. or what he talks about he saw on a TikTok or Agreed. what he needs. Like, right. his, I notice his shoes are wearing out and he really likes these black Nikes. And I'm like, okay, that's – we're not going to spend $200 on Nikes any other month of the year, like, unless he really needed them. Oh, but you know I what agree. I mean? Like, oh, let me refresh some, that. So I, I feel like that's kind of part of the excitement. Capable. Some people, I think, aren't capable of paying that close attention. Oh, yeah. Especially men. (laughs) I'm a really big fan of buying people gifts that I think they would love, not because they need it. So, like, my whenever I'm, like, buying gifts for Gail or something, like, I'm always, like, I think she would really enjoy this. Like, she never said she wanted it. She, She may hate it when she gets it. She probably won't. But, like... I like to do that because I, I don't know why I've always thought the idea of like giving someone a gift is like, I really loved it. And I think you will enjoy it as well. Like, I don't know. Like, that's what I think when I get gifts for like anybody, when I get gifts for friends, I'm always like, I really want to get this for you because I loved it. And I think you will enjoy it too. And seeing something that reminds me of the person, like when you're out and like in the store and you're like, oh my God, that is so Right, you know this person, right. and you're like, I have to get that because it reminds right. me of them, and like, totally. I, I, well, I don't get a, I don't get a list from Gail because I'm like, I don't care what's on your list. I'm not going to buy anything that's on it anyway. I want to get you stuff that I want to get you. I feel like you don't guys, like it, I, start I think guys shopping. tend to be more. I want to cut. I don't know who's talking. I think tend to be more what? 
I think more like practical. Like one of my good friends was so excited. Her husband bought her a new washer, but her washer was breaking down. So I'm like, I would. Is that really that a Christmas gift? No. <laughs> like, that was a fight for us in 2010. <laughs> Kai oh, bought me a my, new washer. I remember that year, Black Friday. My yes. friend is so the dark excited. year. I my friend say. is so excited this year, and I'm like. I kind of feel like that's something you just have to buy. Yes. It's for the house. <laughs> if it's for the house or it's a thing you would like. Yeah. Emily, she was just that's, saying, not, like, that's not really. A new a, iPhone. If it's just a thing you would have normally gotten because it's like time to upgrade. And like, yeah. Let right. the record Here's, show. And, and I tried have, to talk Kai out of that. That was have, the <laughs> worst present and the biggest, like one of our biggest fights is because. And they have three he went kids. Out and he I'm thought like, that. He thought that he was doing super good getting this like Black Friday deal of a washer and dryer. We had a washer and dryer, but these were fancier. They were like front loaders or whatever. And so he thought that I would be super excited, but we were like just out of debt. All we had was like our house payment. And so I was very excited about that. And he put us back into debt, which totally sucked. And <laughs> that's not a Christmas present. That is Merry for the Christmas. house. Here's and, a like, board. Yay. Merry Here's Christmas the here. Now you can wash clothes. my underwear more efficiently. Thanks. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Lex and I have bought stuff for like a joint Christmas present. We're like, we're not going to exchange gifts. Let's buy this for the house for each other. And yeah, you talk about done it. With it. Yeah. But like. But does she still buy you something because she's such a gift giver or will she, she stick to it? No, we'll, she'll stick things in like my stocking and okay. stuff. But we normally do it for Mother's Day. We'll pick like instead of each buying each other's like we always give each other something from Lincoln. But instead of like giving each other something, we'll buy something for like us like uh, a few years ago we bought a this insanely expensive yeti cooler that was our like present to each other we're not buying each other anything like we'll do stuff like that but yeah i don't know i think gift giving and receiving is such like an individual personal experience like some people are very different gift givers than they are receivers like i think kai for instance and i'm saying this because i know him wants to give you exactly what you want that's why he wants a list right. from you like i don't think it's because right. he doesn't want to think about it i think he wants to make sure he's giving you what you want so that you're happy i think other people use that as an excuse to not have to think about what their spouses want and just want it done and like off their to-do list I think yeah. after the whole washing machine debacle kai was like just fucking tell me what you want because i'm not doing that again (laughs) (laughs) because kai's kai's love language is not gift giving kai's love language is acts of service like he wants to do things for you he wants to build things for you he wants to set things up for you like kai will show he cares about you by doing good deeds for you throughout the year like it's not it's not set to one day you know like kai's gonna show he loves you year round so i think he's like just his love language is very different what he's never adapted to is the exception, not the rule. Well, I think he's never adapted to just because that's yours doesn't mean that's everyone's. So like, I know that works for you and I know what you're trying to do and trying to say, but that's not always how people receive your affection or intention. But I don't think it's out of malice for Kai. Like, I don't think Kai sitting around being like, fuck this lady. Like, I'm not getting her. A, right. Of course. Like, <laughs> I don't think that at all with Kai, but I think some people are wired that way they don't want to deal with shopping they don't want to deal with thinking they don't want to deal with any of it 
So they want their significant other just to buy what they want and be like, there you go. Merry Christmas. Now I don't want to fucking hear from you about, I don't give you anything for the next year. Merry Christmas. Which isn't the same thing. It's just not the same thing. That's why I think it's so individual to the two people you're talking about. Just like, I don't think at our age, price really has a reflection on how thoughtful the gift is either. Like 100% give something, someone that you think they'll truly like that may have only cost you $15, but you're like, I'm positive. They're going to like this. Like I'm positive. And it's just, it's, we're at a weird age. That's why I'm so glad we're going to experience this next year. I don't want to fucking deal with it. Look, I think I love the idea of experiences. I think your wife is going to be a hard sell. Oh, my wife's not doing it. She's opting out. She's unsubscribing. (laughs) You're all getting presents next year. Yeah, you're all getting presents next year from her. She's just, she's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Because her love language is giving giving people stuff. And that's just who she is. So I'm down with it. but i don't what bothers me about the tiktoks is and it's not it's not that these women are feeling a certain way or even men in some cases i happen to be on an algorithm that's showing me women i'm sure it happens to men too is it's what bothers me about it is they're so clearly upset by it like if you're in a relationship that it works for you, because of course you see the hateful comments, like my husband doesn't do it, but I know he proves to me every day, 365 days a year that he loves me and blah, blah, blah. That's wonderful. It bothers her. Like you don't get to say it can't bother her because it doesn't bother. Right. People are so quick to invalidate other people's feelings when it comes to stuff like that. Here's what I will say about the younger generation. And God knows I love them. The fucking honey badgers are, they're wonderful addition to society. Like Gen Z, Gen Alpha, they're empathetic. They're kind creatures. The way they are like boomers though, is they're not going to, and I saw this on a TikTok, so I'm stealing a thought here, but I was like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. They're not going to like scream and yell at a server. That's not who they are but they're going to hate on someone online because their beliefs don't line up. Like, and that to me is just as bad as being a Karen asking for a manager. Like you, you don't know that you're talking about a 30 year marriage. Do you know how many ups and downs and sideways and like turn, like that's a long relate, a 30 year friendship has ups and downs and Mm -hmm. your relationship with your mom, your relationship with your siblings, like, you can't define it by one day and like, you don't get to weigh in on these people's marriage or their friendships or whatever. But if it's bothering that person, the only thing I will say is ladies, if you're that Talk upset, to your husband. To go on TikTok and put your husband on blast. You need to sit down and have a conversation with him yeah. and tell him how much it bothers you. And then if he still doesn't listen, now you have a deeper problem. Right. Now, now, now you have some shit you need to work out in therapy or in couples counseling or whatever, but like, don't just complain online about it. If you haven't talked to the person yeah, about it is my suggestion to you. And sometimes maybe they're just venting and maybe they just need to get it out of their system and maybe, you know, whatever. But like, if you want to see actual change, imagine how hurt you would feel if your significant other, something that you did bother them for years and they've never mentioned it to you. And then a friend forwards you a video that has gone viral online right. about them talking shit about what you've done. <laughs> you know what oh I think God. it kind of is, though? I is can't it, even. Have you heard, like, the argument of, like, I want you to want to do the dishes? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, oh, so fuck. Kai. Nobody Kai loves to do to, dishes. Kai I'll loves to them. throw that one know. at me all the time, jokingly, because I'll tell him, like, no, I don't want you to do that because I asked you to. And he'll be like, oh, God, this is one of those I want you to want to, isn't it? And I'll be like, no, but but yeah. But it's kind of <laughs> like that. You don't want yeah. to tell your spouse, I want you to fill my stocking, because that takes away from, and this is not me personally, that's why I never cared. But I think a lot of women feel that if I have to tell you to fill my stocking, it takes away from the whole act of filling my stocking. And I think that's why they just never say anything. But that's linguistics, right? Saying, I want you to fill my stocking and saying, my feelings are hurt when my stocking is not filled. Yeah. Are two very different things. Yeah, but it's still telling them they need to do it because then the next year they're going to do it and you're going to feel like, well, he only did it because I said something. Or they didn't realize it meant that much. Right, but yeah, that's what I think you have to give people the benefit of knowing that like sometimes what they're doing or not doing isn't malicious. And so, you know, if if somebody does something that bothers you, let's just say it's the not filling of the the stocking. If you never say anything and they don't pick up on the fact that you're upset because you don't say anything, you can't a hundred percent blame it on them. I think right. if you tell somebody this thing hurts my feelings and the next and year they, they continue, do it, I'm like, yeah. oh, you cared enough to listen to what I say and right. made it right better. Even also, I think not your normal deal. I think also like society as a whole needs to start like making it more imperative that little kids, little boys understand that like once Santa is out of the bag like this is what happens like we fill each other's stockings like so then when they grow up they're it's not I got oh I didn't even realize I had to fill so it's oh everybody fills each other's stockings like maybe that's yeah. like the maybe that's the the way we need to go with it is that's that, actually a really good point Aaron yeah because we like, as moms <laughs> yeah, are all about a really making good point. That's oh. a good point. Thank yeah. You. We as moms are all Santa about gets a lot of credit like for so stuff special that... for Sorry, our kids good. that we don't we yeah. don't like eventually show them like, oh, you have to do this for each other, for your spouses, right. and for like, you know, right. later on. So that's a really good point because yeah, even like now with my kids being home as adults, they have their own house. Like, well, one of them huh. has her own house and her own spouse. And uh, yet I'm still hanging their stockings and filling them. And I've never talked to her about, hey, you need to make sure right. you fill your stocking when you're right. not home. Well, what kind of, what kind of, because we talk on here about like what type of adults you're raising. What kind of partners are you raising too? Ones right. that are considerate and thoughtful and right. like paying attention to stuff like that or ones who are just like, well, I don't give a shit how they feel about it. Like I don't owe them anything kind of thing. Like that, those are the types of, and again, if they have that conversation, it's like we don't do stockings in our house. Okay. Exactly. Good like, cool. like cool. I don't. Yeah. But I would yeah. assume, because I have cognitive reasoning, that if someone is filling my stocking year after year, this is something that feels important to them. Right. <laughs> right. There are right. some context clues there. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, you guys. Now I feel shitty. Okay. I already did. I um, wasn't born yesterday. I go to the gas station, get some candy, throw it in there. Yeah. (sighs) Listen, at the end of the day, I think sometimes we have to remember that 
we're all in this together. Like when you're in this relationship with your significant, you're in this together. Like, and it, it, it does come down to communication, right? Like it always comes down to communication. And always. every now and then I think people forget that, especially around gift giving, because the way I want to give gifts is not the same way you want to give gifts and vice versa. So it's, it's sort of that idea. Like, like you're saying, Jackie, like Kai in particular, he's going to get what Stacy wants because he knows that's what she wants. And Gail is going to get me whatever, because I don't give her a fucking list. I'm like, good luck. I don't care. I don't need anything. Like I'll love anything you give me because it just means you love me. Like, Oh, I want such a Labrador. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, it's such an errand. All I want you to do is love me. Yeah, like, I don't care. (laughs) Just rub my head. I don't even need a gift. Like, I just, I want experiences. I want the experiences. You know what I mean? Like, I'm at this age where I'm like, fuck gifts. I don't need a fucking thing. I literally need nothing. I touch. (laughs) Well, like, I do. I want you to touch me. I want you to rub my back. I want you to scratch my head. I want you to fucking (laughs) fuck me. Like, that's it. That's all I need, Gail. Are you, you know, Aaron, I think, I think I'm kind of the same way too. Cause I'm like, I don't need the new shoes or the new hoodie or whatever. I'm like, cook breakfast with me that morning. Like right. let's have some mimosas together. Like, you know, that's let's go to the casino. Let's spend some yeah. money together. Let's yeah, go. Let's go on black. And it's or interesting because people are so different. Cause I want gifts. Yeah. But you guys, I'm kind of the same way because we do that stuff all the time. We cook breakfast together on the weekends all the time. I want you to show me like a little present that you saw and thought of me. The thread here, though, like go look at Christmas lights or go do you know, and like go out to a like really nice dinner. You know, here's the thread, guys. To wrap this up, the thread here is thoughtfulness, which is so underrated. Right. If you know your spouse and you know that they just they just need something thoughtful, even if that's just quality time together, even if that's cooking breakfast, even if that's you bought them socks that they will never splurge on for themselves, like a bomba sock or whatever. It's the oh thoughtfulness is the thread. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be you know, I have to go shopping. It's thoughtfulness. Right. And the number one, the guarantee you can never go wrong with, and for the four men that listen to us. If you put things in her stocking that bring her comfort, even if it's small comfort, you will never go wrong. Right. Socks, lip gloss, hair ties, comfort items. Like it does not, you don't have to spend $500. You can spend 25. Because here's what happens. They open it and they go, Oh my God, you've actually been paying attention to me in a way that I had no idea, you know, the kind of chapstick that I keep in my car versus my purse, you know, the kind of hair ties that I use because there is a difference, you know, the brand of socks that I like, all of that stuff registers as being thoughtful and thoughtfulness equates to love. So I'm just saying thoughtfulness, or if you give them a gift certificate, even if it's a handwritten certificate that is like, I'm taking you out next Friday, wear your best black whatever, that's thoughtful. And your Even if you would have taken her on a date anyway, the fact that you went to <laughs> the point of writing something out, picking right. her favorite restaurant, going to do something she likes afterwards, that all the thought is on her. She didn't have to plan it. You took the mental load off of her. She didn't have to plan it. She didn't have to make reservations. She didn't have to look anything up. That's thoughtful. 
Right. So just be thoughtful. I should have buried Jax. Yeah, your chance. <laughs> oh, no, damn it. Um, we, we what are you guys obsessed you, with this week? I'm obsessed with having all of my kids under one Wait, roof. I have, I have space corner. Oh, sorry. Hurry up. Oh. You got two minutes because we're yes, running long. You as always you. cut me short on my space corner. Okay. Listen, there's five so, of us on here tonight. It's a lot. Google the uh, Don't give us homework. Google the cluster of stars that has actually formed together and looks like a Christmas tree. It's so cute. Yes. It's like <laughs> N, it's like N6, four, five, nine, two, what seven. Are the or, but I don't know. It's in my phone. My phone's way over there. It, it's, it's a cluster that formed together that literally looks like a cute little Christmas tree, which oh, I think is so cool. Cute. It's also, cool. our Voyager 1. Oh yeah, our furthest satellite went went kaput. Oh, we, so sad. It is sad. We lost communication. It malfunctioned. We've lost communication with her, and uh, that's. You I know, love how just, Julie intrinsically believes it's a girl. I just love that. It is. I Absolutely. feel like it's one hundred percent. It. But aren't like isn't that kind kind of stuff typically? Yeah, we Email. anticipated losing Our communication eventually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were going to lose communication eventually, but we officially have lost communication with Voyager 1, which is very sad. But also look at the star clusters. And also, I wanted to say this isn't having anything to do with Space Corner, but we've we've been talking about it. I don't know if we talked about it on the last podcast that I was on, because I don't remember. Um, <laughs> reindeers are women. Yeah, I sent you guys that TikTok, yeah. Yeah. Reindeers are women. Santa's Santa's reindeers. Santa's reindeers are women. <laughs> Say reindeers. <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle it. Deers. What, what did I say wrong? You don't have to say reindeers. Reindeer is the plural form of it it's a singular and plural form of it's enduring reindeer. Santa's so. reindeers, Dasher, Prancer, <laughs> all of them are our bitches. <laughs> They're women. It. I They're, thought you were going to talk about the tomatoes. Yeah, behind everything. Male, male <laughs> reindeers do not have antlers during the winter. Because behind everything, <laughs> women do. Doing all the work. Women do. <gasps> so, so put that in your juice box and suck it. Okay? That's yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Years. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> All right. Stacy, go ahead with like um, sorry. <laughs> I thought Julie was gonna talk about the tomato that was lost in space. I'm gonna need you to talk about that next week because okay. I tagged you okay. in the post and it was super yeah, funny. Okay. So I'm I saw TikTok on that. Yeah. All of my kids under one roof. So Lex is home and she gets to spend a week with us before Destiny gets here. So Lex and Kira have been spending all of the sister quality time together, which I love. And is then your Destiny heart gets so here. full having everybody there? Well, Destiny gets here tomorrow night and then it'll be good. Um, Destiny is killing it at dog training school. She is a uh, master at arms in the Navy, as a lot of people know. So she's like Means a military, a military cop. Yep. She's military police that she's learning how to, she's getting her dog, basically. So she's in school. And now, right can now, they bond out when they go to jail? 
doesn't work like that. <laughs> so no. <laughs> yeah, the brain. that's a whole other conversation that we're gonna have to talk okay. about. Okay. Um so right now she is driving, she's learning how to take like the turns, 90 degree turns at like 50 miles per hour driving <gasps> those, like top cars. And I'm she's killing it so much that. because not only is she the youngest one there, because she was sent to dog training school as usually you have to be like an E6 ish. And she's like an E3 and got sent because she's so stellar and she's killing it. They're so impressed with her. They're asking like the CO and the XO and all these people to come watch her drive. They're calling her the getaway driver. Like she's killing she's it. She's a badass. School. That's amazing. She's, a ba- she's an absolute she's a badass. badass. Yeah. yeah. So she um, couldn't leave school for the entire like two weeks to spend time with us. So she's only going to be here for four days. So she gets here tomorrow night and then I will have all of my kids for four days. And then Kira is going home with Lexus for a week to spend time with her. So they get even more sister time in the snow. Well, that's more time than you guys got during the holidays when all that stuff was going on. So four days is still four days. Yep. You know, it's still Christmas. She's still going to be here for Christmas. So I just love having all the kids under one roof and spending time together and listening to them laugh together is my favorite thing on the planet. Like when I go to bed and I can hear Lex and Kira in Kira's room laughing at like 11 o'clock at night, it's my favorite thing in the world. So, oh, I love that. That's awesome. Well, unfortunately for me, my sister's not that funny. So, you two laugh together too. Whatever, bro. Sibling <laughs> laughter together is on a different level. I don't care, like, what people say. Like, that is a different level because you have the inside jokes of growing up where, like, you can make each other laugh harder than anybody else. You know shit Jax about each other that no one will understand. Jax makes me, like, belly laugh. My brother makes me, like, belly laugh. It's I, the best. She cracks me up. She'll just pop off on jokes. It's normally at mom's expense. It's like <laughs> so double D. It's yeah. so funny. I have to tell like, you, I'm not even Jax's sister, and when that happened, I fucking died. Oh my god, <laughs> Jax is so double funny. D. <laughs> like, double D because of her big boobs. Just... <laughs> I love Donna. Anyway, Donna. I that sounds wonderful. I'm so happy for Kira because That's we know awesome. how much she's missed her sister. And like yeah. being with your sister after so long, it, there's no friends like your sister, right? Like they know yeah. they've known you the longest. They know everything about you, the good, the bad, the ugly, like yeah. That's wonderful. I'm super happy for them. And you, because you get to like be there for. And I think. I'm so, it's so fun to watch them at this age. Now, I mean, it's been fun at every age, right? Like watching them. But now that they're finally to the point where Kira is going to go like spend a week with Lex without any of the parents around. And like, that's, that's when their adult relationship starts to take form. And that's a totally different sister bond. And I know Kira's really missed her, but I've been telling her, you're going to enjoy this next stage of your relationship with your sister. You just don't realize it yet because you're going to be grown-ups and it's going to be totally different and i'm i'm excited for them to start on that like journey together because it is yeah. different but it's still it's the same you know like it's you, yeah. you don't vibe with anybody the way you vibe with your yeah. sister like it's somebody you could not see for years and 
hook back up with and you're like oh fuck <laughs> like, here, here we go <laughs> you know well yeah you they know them. shit about you that nobody else knows yeah well, yeah and, and just, you can like, tell them anything it's like a no judgment yeah. zone well they, they get you it's somebody that no matter what you've been through or no matter what they've been through they get you so it's like yeah <laughs> it's you know it's you're comfortable you're and they get whatever. your parents in your family right. it's and the all fact of that the you bullshit. shared your childhood and there's yeah. not very many yeah. people you can look back on and say that you shared your childhood with yeah. like you might have a couple friends that like you grew up with but that you're still same. friends with no it's not the same but to be able yeah. to say like oh remember this and you had the exact same childhood yeah yeah you don't vibe that. with anybody the way you vibe with a sibling that yeah. you grew up with like yeah. it's you can literally pick up right where you left off. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm happy for you, Stace. And I'm happy for the girls. That's really cool. Yeah. Same. Hey. Stacey, what are you obsessed with? Um, let's see. I am super obsessed with the 49ers at the given moment. I just am like, every <gasps> is so much fun and I'm super pumped for Christmas. I just feel like that's what I'm looking forward to most on Christmas. If I'm going to be honest, is this game. Um, so I'm just, I'm super, 100%. Right I there keep, with you. I'm just laughing at how, um, they keep resharing the like C minus rating, the kiss, the Christian McCaffrey trade got when it happened. And so that is bringing me so much joy. Cause like, and Purdy's crushing it crushing the game he's so good like uh, it's just so so much fun um and then I'd say the other thing I'm obsessed with is I don't know where at some point I didn't watch the last the last season of um sex education so I'm going back (gasps) watching it right now and the thing that's sticking out to me besides the fact that that just that show's so good everyone on it's so good it's like it's just phenomenal it has the best soundtrack yeah the episode i'm literally like hey how'd they get the rights to all these like phenomenal i agree with you it's so good but it's just such a it's such a good soundtrack so um so that's what i've been doing um and then i i did a little chippy chop on my hair not little kind of a lot i cut off like seven seven inches eight inches of hair and i'm just in that like uh i really need taylor to come out with uh, i need reputation to come out because for me shorter hair equates like my rep era a little bit where I'm just like I'm a little bit more of a bitch maybe like I just like I know I don't I it's I care very you look amazing you look amazing but I want it to be that like that vibe so I would I would love for that to come out I love this I love this journey for you I really hope that she's listening zigzag fatty luck Taylor so I yeah Taylor if you're listening um, so I'm obsessed with a couple things. The first thing is don't I'm, let it be Frasier. I'm not. Okay. No. I did finish the season, but whatever. Ugh, whatever. Kelsey Grammer, fuck you. So um Erin is like the reels of like life. Like she just realized Kelsey Grammer sucks. She still likes Tom Cruise. Like listen, <laughs> I don't so like great. Tom Cruise. I like Tom Cruise movies. There's okay. a big difference. You know, I I actually heard someone say that exact same thing like two days ago. So I think it's a pretty common. The Tom Cruise movies are good. I don't like, I would never hang out with Tom Cruise. 
but I will watch his movies. I are you, you know are you a, a fiscal conservative and a social democrat? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if for the listeners at home, I am flipping Jackie. She off. is one hundred percent big time. Yeah. So um, I'm obsessed. I I have to say a couple things. One, I am obsessed with the Hallmark lesbian movie Friends and Family Christmas or Sapphic. I should say Sapphic. What is it? It's it's a Hallmark. They need to get Hallmark yes. movies. The only one they put it? out. They put out forty it's movies. One's one's two gay girls. One's two. Good. It's very cute. It's like. Okay. I think one of the best Hallmark movies ever, but that's just me. Well, the bar, I feel the bar's low for that. I do too, but I think this one's high because it's just oh. really good. These actresses are phenomenal. Um, Humberly Gonzalez is one of them. Super adorable. And Allie Lieber is... I love Allie oh. Lieber. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh my God. Oh, Aaron's got a new fixation. Oh. You know what? It's funny. Stand by, Heidi. I, I know. I yeah. know. I told Heidi, watch out. Oh, you took told Heidi. Heidi. Right before <laughs> yeah. the... I messaged her. I was like, protection. Hey. I'm uh, sure she no. was real broken up about it. You know what? She was probably like, thank God. <laughs> Fucking A. She yeah. rescinded her restraining order on you? <laughs> right. Yeah. She was like, are you, are you sure? Because otherwise, I got to send this restraining order out. Um. So, God, that is that funny to joke about? I don't know. Um, we'll find out in so, six to eight months. Yeah, it's funny we'll to find me. out in fucking four weeks, two weeks, three weeks, because I'm going to fucking Epcot to see her, which is my next thing that I'm obsessed with. I am so nervous to meet Heidi Flickenstaff. I'm going to meet her. I just want you all to know this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to meet her. I've t- I'm a- I will talk about this every week until it happens and probably oh, weeks good. after it happens. So um, buckle up. Um, but <laughs> my... But- Oh, good. (laughs) I literally, I just, so, okay. I have to tell you guys this story really quick and then I'm done talking for the rest of the podcast. So I'm writing this new book. Um, It's called When Worlds Collide. And it's pretty much just like a fanfic of me. (laughs) Like me meeting Heidi and like us falling in love. (laughs) I love you parlayed this like how you work through these issues into something that can make you money i mean honestly what are you gonna do so can i tell you guys a story really quick though about why this is not at all surprising so when i have a choice yeah you don't when i first wrote falling into her which is my very first book the og the og i that was essentially me writing me falling in love with and this woman that i worked with at bath and body works falling in love with me and it reminded me all of this today because i went to the mall i fucking hate the mall what happened to the mall why is the mall so fucking horrible now you guys that's that's where i'm going with all of this is the mall it's so people-y it's so many people and so many people just like shouting like ma'am 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 like i want i want to put this lotion on your hands like first of all fuck you don't touch me. Because every other normal person shops online. Oh, right. And I just like was so upset about my mall experience today. I just can't handle the mall. So that's where I'm at. I went that's from. What did I, so my first obsessed with was what? Oh, the movie to my book to Bath and Body Works to the mall. Okay. 
Okay. I think the mall's always been that way. I think we've just grown accustomed to not having to deal with people when we shop. Yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you, you're right. Because when I was working at Bath and Body Works as a young, a youngling, I fucking loved it. I loved dealing with people. I was like, yes, let me get you your juniper breeze. Let me get you your cucumber melon. Do you need more sweet pea? And now I'm like, fuck that. What the fuck? Oh, my God. All right. Joel, what are you oh. obsessed with? Um, not a whole lot. I'm, I'm obsessed with I'm happy Caden's here. And I love seeing Kennedy be a mom. And I'm super excited. This is the first year we've actually had him for Christmas morning. And I'm excited about that. That is very exciting. So having a kid at Christmas is 10 times more magical. Yeah. It makes it super magical. Like I've like decorated the whole outside of the house, the inside of the house, like, and again, I just love, you know, seeing that side of somebody that I love that I don't get to see all of the time. Cause we have him for a limited time throughout the year. And it's fun. You know, Caden's fun. He's a 10 year old boy and he likes all of the things that I like. He likes video games and football and Madden. And, you know, it's, it's like having a little buddy here. So that's, that's literally, I mean, that's all I've been doing is hanging out and having fun and, uh, cooking food and playing video games. So it's, 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 it, I've had a lot of fun doing it. I love that so. for you. And me too. Yeah. It's very on brand. Um, <laughs> I am obsessed with <laughs> number one, <Yeah>. obviously, <laughs> like Julie just said, having a little kid around at Christmas time is the best. Like, mm-hmm. remember what it's like to be a kid at Christmas. And I can see like the core memories forming in him when we do certain things. And that brings me like a ton of joy because I know he's going to tell stories when he's a grown up about, he may not remember all of it but he's going to remember moments of it. And that makes me really happy. Um, The second thing I am obsessed with is uh, actually Aaron and I are working on the sequel. Listen, guys, I know we told you to be out in December. That's just not going to happen. All right. Not happening. But here's what we decided to do. We're writing both books, the, the sequel, and then the final in the trilogy at the same time. So you're going to get them like a month apart. So I hope that makes up for the lack of time and hopefully they're out by this summer. But um I had forgotten how much I genuinely liked Isa and Amara. Liked isn't even a good enough word. Um they're probably my favorite couple that I've written since I've written the After Dark series. So it's um and that Tyler and Brooke mean a lot to me. So it's it's a big deal. And I think this is the first time since we've been writing the series that Aaron really has Isa dialed in. And um, like, I think she's actually feeling her now. And um, so I think Isa is a close second to Tyler for me. Well, wait till this one comes out because Isa <laughs> really comes into her own in this one. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, and I don't say this lightly because this is, Isa is usually the character I write. I'm genuinely impressed with, Aaron's grasp of Isa at this point, especially because this isn't who she writes typically. But um, I should say, I just wrote a second. What do you mean? What do you mean by that, though? What do you mean? 
Well, like, I don't normally uh, write. I don't normally write anybody who understands and realizes their worth mm-hmm. and who they are. I don't more, a more I dominant character. Right. Like I, I write okay. who's very much like a hot mess express. And Isa is not that at all. At all. Yeah. She understands who she is. She's, she's secure. a fucking badass. She's yeah. secure. And she yeah. fucking gets how hot and sexy she is. She gets it. She fucking gets it. And that's not me, nor do I write that. But I finally get her. I'm getting her. I'm getting her. But so what's nice about the middle book is her insecurities were typically tied to Amara. And now that her and Amara are solid, she's let those insecurities go. So Ice is coming into her own. And I've never seen Aaron write someone that's confident in the way that Isa is. So it's been, um, it's fun. I, middle books are really hard. They have to be yeah. a bridge. They're like a bridge to the beginning of a story and end the story. And like, I don't have to explain what a bridge is to you guys. So I'm just rambling. But <laughs> the um, <laughs> the bridges are hard to write just because you have to keep people interested enough to get to the end. But it still has to be like a standalone that you would want to read it, not just to get to the end. So it's like, it's a hard mm, yeah, film. It is. Um, I never thought about that. It, that if somebody difficult. just picks up the middle book. Yeah. I never thought about that. So it's well, a yeah, really- you do kind of like speed through the middle book to get to the end to know how it ends. But you don't want that. You want people to enjoy the middle book as much as the first, yeah. as much as the last. So it's uh, mm-hmm. we're trying to take our time with it, which is one of the reasons that it's a little bit delayed and make sure that it's just as engaging and entertaining as the first and last book will be. Yeah. Um, and also we don't want it to be... I don't like the trope of, oh, in the middle book, they're going to break up again. And, and, you know, I, I yeah. don't like that. Like, Nobody wants that. are supposed to be so intended to be together that there is no taking them apart once they figured it out. So Good. No, it's been, um, it's fun. I forgot all the bitching I've done about to Aaron, poor Aaron, all the bitching I've done about writing bridges. I finally started enjoying it again. Now that we decided we're just going to write all the way through and finish it. It doesn't feel like the middle book anymore. I agree with you. I almost feel like it's just the middle of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also sometimes excruciating when you're writing it, right? Like you're like, Oh, the middle. But I feel (laughs) like in this particular circumstance, I don't, there's moments when like we both struggle, right? Like as we're writing the book, we're both like, I don't know, like, is this good or not? And like you sent me this back and it took me a a beat to like get to it and really sink my teeth into what you wrote. And I was like, every time you send me something, I'm always like, I'm so like enamored with how you write Amara, right? Like I'm always just like, you have Amara so dialed in and you're always like, I don't know. I feel like I've lost her a little. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that is perfect. That's exactly what we needed and what we want for this particular point of the book. And I think because it is the middle of the middle, we're both like, is this right? But I think we're doing it. I think we're finally there. I think, you know, I, I I feel so honored to be on a podcast with you guys. Obviously, have Uh Jax as my sister like I think it's so fucking cool and so amazing that you guys are even able to do that and to like write a whole ass series and books 
and do all of this stuff like I feel so honored like I'm like yeah I'm on a podcast yeah they're like authors like really well known you can google them you know like you guys are so like you guys are so talented and that's so cool that you're able you know you Jack just like picked up a book and like fucking wrote one and hey I wrote a fucking novel like you know that's just so cool you guys are able to do that and it's like not that it's nothing to you guys but it's like it you're you're so smart and you're so good at what you do I don't want to say it comes easy to you but yeah like you're able to generate that and even do that because there's no fucking way I can write an essay uh beginning three middles and an end (laughs) you know (laughs) and I'm gonna struggle doing it yeah if it makes you feel better we are we have struggled I think we've got dialed in now yeah but you guys are like so talented and I think that's so cool that you do that like not the reason we've struggled too is because you want to be true to the characters you want to be true to the like their journey you don't want to push them through stuff do that who could do that? Like that's write cool. a whole ass character, write a whole ass person. Like, like that, that's really talented. Like you guys are really, really talented and your stories are good. Like your books aren't no bullshit. Like they're good. Ain't no you bullshit. Know? <laughs> aren't yeah. no bullshit. Thanks, Jewel. <laughs> he um, put a quote on the next cover. <laughs> but yeah. Your books aren't ain't, no bullshit. Ain't no bullshit. <laughs> but that's kind of what I'm obsessed with right now because I'm feeling really back in the groove with it now, especially after I sent Aaron the last section and I was like, listen, I, because we write for those that don't know, we write in like 3000 word spurts. So like I write 3000 words, Aaron writes 3000 words. So I sent it back to her and I was like, how many pages is that Jack's like on an average book? What is that? Like a hundred pages? It depends on how much dialogue and stuff is in it. It, It's anywhere from like 20 to 30. Um, but I sent it back and I was like, I didn't get to it. They have to have sex. It's it's on you now. And Aaron uh-huh. wrote one of the best sex scenes I've read of hers, like legitimately. And I was like, okay, Let's just say is... I took her panties off. But here's what I liked about the sex scene you wrote. It was <laughs> unlike other stories, these two are familiar with each other. Right. And you can feel that through the whole thing. Like this isn't a first encounter. This isn't like a honeymoon stage kind of thing. These two are familiar with each other. Anyway. Um, Do you guys have to like listen to music sometimes, like get you in the mood to write stuff like that? Or like, yeah, I have to drink wine and like, kid has to be in bed. Like, it's a whole thing. You can't just, when I'm writing other books, I just write like sex scenes sometimes and I'll come back to it. I write a sex scene. When I need to write a sex scene, I go somewhere to write it. I write in public because I want to be so like in it that I'm like, I am turned on by it myself because I'm like in public. Right. I don't do that. But then I'm also like, I, I love writing sex scenes in public because I'm like, I feel very like clandestine and I'm like, Oh my God, anybody could like look over my shoulder and look at Taurus. <laughs> she's rubbing her clit. Like that's my whole thing. I love writing sex scenes in public. And then they're like, uh, ma'am, are you part of the sip club here at Panera? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Would you uh, like some broccoli cheddar soup today? Yes. <laughs> Give it to me now. Hot now. Hot and ready. Fuck yeah. Listen, 
Red Bulls over there. I am a Starbucks member, by the way. I love, although I can't fucking dampen air coffee anymore. I got to get out of that. Here's here's the thing, though. Bottom line, I was feeling, I don't know if Aaron feels the same way. I was feeling a lot of pressure because Glitch was really well received. Mm -hmm. The middle book was so important. But I do feel better now that we're writing them just together. I agree. And we'll cut it off somewhere. And I 100% agree with you. So it's always hard when your first book has like people really like it and are eagerly waiting the second one to produce a really, really good second one, which is why I think it's taken us a little bit longer because we want to make sure that we're not just skipping ahead and trying to get people through to the third one. So um, anyway, to all of our listeners, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Yule, Happy Festivus, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Chinooka. (laughs) Chinooka. Um, we are going to be back with you before New Year's, and we are going to talk about some of our favorite things from 2023. Great. Including Daddy our favorite Joseph moments. Oh. Some of our favorite things? That's all my favorite things are going to be. I think we should, like... Okay, we can talk about this offline. Let's okay. Okay. Uh... Have fun at your family's house. Ignore Uncle Jim. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He was born in 1945. Drink as much as you need to. Drink as much as you need to. And uh, just hang out with a family dog, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mary Piggy stocking. You know, <laughs> more than ways than one. <laughs> yeah. Bye. 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 Fierce Fan Media. <laughs>